Welcome to Fresh from the Esky. Subtitled Ordinary Lives, Ordinary People. Accompanied by Ordinary Production, Ordinary Editing. Sit back, grab a beer, relax and enjoy. Righto, welcome listeners to episode 8 of Fresh from the Esky. Uh, Ben's back after his sojourn to uh, Melbourne, which we'll go into some of the details about that later. Has been a bit of a hiatus in the show, I know. It's, um, to be honest, been a lot harder to get people to become guests on the show. I don't know what they're afraid of. Um, I don't think I go into too much nitty-gritty. They don't rattle too many skeletons, but obviously it's a bit harder than I thought, and I've probably got to be a bit more proactive myself in um, organising things early and I've got a couple in the works at the moment and uh, hopefully they come to fruition and um, I can get onto them later. Ben, welcome back. Yeah, good to be back. Um, yeah, as you said, a little bit of a hiatus. I think we both underestimated the um, how willing some people were to actually talk about um, their lives or talk about anything in general in a recorded form. Yeah, I don't know if it's the environment. I don't know if I feel that Someone said to me that they're not a very good public speaker. Well, you don't have to be a public speaker because, as you can see, we're not. Hmm. Um, and it's meant to just come across as a conversation. It's not an interview as such. I'm not looking for dirt on anyone or anything. It's just people telling us what they've done in their hmm. lives. And um, Don't have to worry about tens of thousands of people listening to all your stuff not, anyway at the moment. So, not quite, yeah. no. But by the same token, we um, have got a listener in Spain as well now, or listeners could be plural of course um in spain as well so we're spreading ourselves across the world um, mm. and hopefully that continues step by step brick by brick yeah um i'm on google i've got us on google podcast apple podcast amazon music spotify anchor so we're everywhere we are everywhere yep anyway um as you know since our first episode we've been chasing um heaven mckay who i believe may be the greatest athlete of all time Tonight, we're going to get one step closer, hopefully. I've got a number. I've got a phone number of a man, a gentleman, that lives in, or woman, that lives in Queen Beanne, which is where Heather Mackay was born and has also settled again. Now, I could not find a Mackay in the Queen Beanne phone book, but I could find three Blundells, and this is one Blundell. Now, Blundell was Heather Mackay's maiden name. So I'm taking a punt that being one of nine siblings, she could have a rally in Queen Beanne. So we're just going to cold call this person and so, see yeah, we how should, it goes. should preface this in saying that we have not had any contact with any of these people previously. We're going to be uh, just ringing them. So it could go terribly wrong and they could hang up thinking we're a scam or they may not even pick up. But, yeah, so if everything, anything goes sour... I'd put the blame on um, Dad here. Yeah, it could be a problem here. I've actually got the phone number. I wrote down everything by the phone number. <laughs> do you want to do a bit of fill there, Ben, while I um, track down a phone number? Do a bit of fill? Yeah, yeah do a fill. you got the phone number somewhere? Um, obviously not, no. I wrote down everything by their phone but number. I mean, how, how are you going to find the phone number again? Just Googling. I suppose so, yeah. Maybe right. I maybe I'll do it next week. You think? Or? I think maybe. I'm, yeah, maybe next week. Unless you can quickly try and Google it now. Oh, I suppose I could um, tell my story about Melbourne. Yes. Well, Ben has a lot of pr- trouble believing um, what I said um, when we spoke to him the other week. After the Department of um, Landlords and Tenancy rang me with uh, concerns about a young person in a Melbourne suburb causing a disturbance outside of. Um, Josh and Dylan, I've spoke to both of them. They seem to think I had a very accurate account of it. But Ben has been asking for a right of reply for quite a while. It's quite a funny story. He tells me he held five school teachers and their father in awe of the story he had to tell. So if you want to fill us in with that, Ben, while I um, look up this phone number, that'd be great. Yep, right. Well, I know that um, probably especially Jared Rainsford will hate this episode with me talking this much. 
Um, but yeah, so as you know, I went down to Melbourne. Um, I arrived there on a Wednesday. Um, Josh and Apollo are still working. So um, I had a beer on the on the plane or after we landed in Melbourne. And I was just sitting there waiting for my baggage. Had a beer. And um, the boys were still working, so I caught the tram to their workplace, dropped my bags off with them, and then I, there's a pub up the road, Polo told me, so I sat there and had another, had some lunch, had another couple of beers. Um, finished, they finished work, or Polo finished work, so we went back to the apartment, um, and again, continued to have some more beers there while we waited for Kosh. And um, we decided, first night, we might go out to this place just down the road, probably a K walk, um, called... I can't remember, the Sporting Globe, I think it is, and they had a um, trivia night on, so we thought, oh, we'll, we'll give it a crack. So, yeah, it's trivia night, pretty fun. Some jokes were made, we are getting a bit um, getting a bit loud, or, or I was. Um, Kosh was enjoying it, he was jumping in, but um, Polar wasn't too impressed. Anyway, so I think we um, we pulled up stumps there at about 11. We were pretty pretty drunk. Um, I Since... Polar and Kosh moved down. They've started to drink pints now instead of their usual schooners. Um, just one of the many things that they've adapted to now. They're pretty hipster. Um, but, yeah, so I think that um, kind of rocked me a bit. I didn't take into the account of the difference of alcohol there. Um, I think I had one beer when I got back to the apartment, and then the last thing I remember was um, passing out on the couch while Josh made chicken carbonara from scratch at about midnight. Um, and then, yeah, so I... Josh said he went to bed at about 12.30 and he walked by and I was just asleep on the couch. Um, yeah, just passed out dead. And um, I woke up outside their apartment door. Um, so they're in an, in an apartment complex. They were at, oh, I think, six floors, I think they were up. And I've woken up outside in their hallway. Um, yeah, door was locked. I couldn't couldn't get back in so I thought oh no no worries I'll just ring them and that's when I've noticed um, I've got no shirt on I haven't got my shoes I've got one sock on and just my shorts and of course didn't have my wallet didn't have my phone on me so I reckon I spent a good half an hour knocking on the door and I didn't want to get them in trouble so I wasn't banging the door down it's just like those light taps but then getting a bit bit uh, louder at the end and um, yeah just got nothing so I thought well, I don't know what I'm going to do here. But then, um, as runs in the family, we've got pretty small bladders, the Hodgins. Um, which I think is a trait we get from you, Dad. Well, thanks very much for that. <laughs> I can't see how this story varied from what I said anyway. But anyway, yeah, right, Dad. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so then I was like, well, I'm not going to pee in the hall, pee in the hallway there. Um, so I was like, well, I'll go down, go down the elevator, walk outside, find a street, take a pee down there. So that's what I did. Um, came back and then I realised that I can't get back into the b- bottom floor of the building because I didn't have a key or anything. So I've been, I've just been outside, no phone, no, no anything on me. This is about now, two a.m., two thirty. I was out actually two two a.m. It was yeah, and I'd been awake in the hallway since about one thirty. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cold as Melbourne weather. It was about 12 degrees that night, um, and so yeah, the streets were dead. There was no one around. I was a bit lost, um, so I just walked around the corner where I knew there was the main street. And luckily enough, there was a guy there um, just sweeping up all the rubbish in his in his truck. And um, I've walked up to him with my one sock and my shorts, and I said to him, oh, "I know this is going to look weird. It's going to sound weird, but..." do you possibly have a phone that I could borrow just to make a call? And he said, oh, yeah, rightio, what do you need it for? And I said, oh, look, I'm just on holidays here. This is my first night here. I've been mate- locked out of my mate's apartment that I'm staying at. I don't have my phone on me. I don't know any of their phone numbers. The only phone number I know is my own phone number, which I assume was in the apartment. So I've called the phone number off this guy's phone and um, nothing. My phone was on silence, so they couldn't even hear it ring. Um, then, yeah, I've just stood there talking to this bloke for about five minutes, a bit lost, and then he's given me a bottle of water out of his truck, and he said, oh, you look like you need this more than me, and he said, there's a cop shop down the road, about a K and a half, you turn right, maybe they can help you, so off I went, started walking, and then I was like, this is a bit boring, 
bit scary actually too. So I started jogging there, jogged into the police station. And there's no one there. And then this guy from behind, police officer in uniform, opened up the door and said, just looked at me and said, what are you doing? And again, I just said, oh, look, I know it looks pretty weird, but I've been locked out of my apartment. He tried calling my phone, nothing. So he actually said to me, and this is where, this is where I want to defend my right here. Because the police officer said to me, there's an intercom system right here. If you run into that entrance, you can ring their their room number. And I knew their room number. And he said, you can ring their room number, ring it for a good 10, 15 minutes. And if no one, if they can't, don't pick up, call everyone else on that floor. That's what the police said for me to do. Because it's an emergency situation, I presume. Yeah, so, so I've, yep. I've done that. Called I've everyone called, else on the floor. I've called, I've called Polar and Kosh. I haven't done that. Sat there for half an hour, calling them, freezing cold still. No, I, I think my foot was getting frostbite. Um. So then I've, yeah, said radio. I'll call everybody else on this place once. So I've gone through the other apartment numbers. There was, I think, it was six ten to six hundred, and I got to six oh four, and a lady's picked up. At what time is this now? This was about 3.30, 4am. Yep, she would have been impressed. Yeah, and she she said, oh, she said hello, and I was, explained the story to her. And she said, oh, look, I don't just, I, don't, I think I just can't do it. And she's hung up on me. Yeah. And I, I thought, that's... Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Yep. I thought, righto. Um, at the time, I was pretty pissed, because I just wanted to get inside. Um, so, yeah, I've just basically stayed out there until one guy came to the gym underneath, but he was le- he came in through the other entrance, so he didn't actually stay at the apartment. And um, he offered me his phone call, with his phone to call. I said, "Oh, look, mate, I'll try it, but it hasn't worked yet." So, yeah. So I was there until six, about six fifteen in the morning, in the freezing cold. I didn't get a single bit of sleep. I was just in an exposed like um, entryway. And exposed in your jocks and one sock. No, I had my shorts on. Oh, you had your shorts yeah. on. Yeah, I actually had to swap <clears throat> what foot the sock was on so I could keep my other foot warm. Um, and it just happened by chance. There was a couple came out from inside the building and I've said to the guy, I didn't rush in or anything like that. I just said, oh, mate, do you mind like if I jump in? And he stopped me halfway and he said, mate, I don't care. You can go in. And then I was like, I know, you just let me in. Can I bother you for one more thing? Can you get me up to level six on the elevator? Oh, because you needed a key? Because you need a key to use the elevator to go up. You can go down from any level without a key, but you need to go up. So that's why I couldn't... Yeah, and he said, oh, like, I'm on level four. My key only lets me get to level four, but I can unlock the fire escape for you. So he's unlocked the fire escape. I ran up, got to the um, polar's door. Again, didn't want to disrupt anyone because it's still early. So I was just doing the light tapping. And then I think I was out there for half an hour and then I thought, I'm sick of this. So I've just started banging on the door and um, Paul has woken up and he's opened the door for me. So That's much more colourful than the story I had anyway. <laughs> and they um, also both said that they heard the intercom ringing at the night and didn't answer it. So, yeah. So are you still of the idea that one of them you out I, in a I, state. I think it might have been Polar. Really? There was an incident that happened where I put put a video up of Polar on my Snapchat. Um, he wasn't too happy about it, which he, fair enough probably. Um, yep. I won't say what the video was, but if if you know, you know. Um, but mm. yeah. Well, he got his revenge if that's the case. That's what I'm thinking. I think he'll claim it now anyway. Well, no, he? he said, oh no, I wouldn't do that. And I thought, well, I'd, you probably wouldn't, but it just seems very suspicious. Hmm. So it would have been the police that got onto the Department of um, Landlords and Tenancy, you reckon? Well, no, I don't think. I think that's all made up from you. But no, the um, wouldn't do that. the building manager ended up ringing Josh the next day. Did he? And um, asking like, oh, you know, there was a guy sleeping outside your apartment door. Naked, practically. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Asking about it, and um, he he found it was a bit funny. He said, just don't let him do it again. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so Josh actually asked him for the video, but for legal reasons, he couldn't actually share the video with us. Yep. But... Thank goodness. Josh didn't even ask him whether I was put out there or walked out there, because it's either I've slept walk, which I've never done in my life before, or someone's put me out there. So, 
what I gather from this is Rocky Boy goes to Big Smoke, gets locked out in the big city. Do you really think you're ready for England? Or is England ready for you? Uh, well, I probably won't have those bad influences like Kosh and Polar around me. But imagine if you get locked out there in sub-zero temperatures. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out way. I'll All be right. fine. All right. Um, look, I found a phone number for a Blundell. We better get on with this because, like I say, these people might be getting on a bit. Um, I don't know, of course. But oh, we'll well, try, I'm gonna we'll let, try B Blundell. Yep. I'll let you do the talking here. All right, you let me do the talking, Ben. You've, you've had enough. You've had your yeah. defence. Right, we'll see how we go here, folks. All right, hopefully we're one step closer. I don't want to leave it any later. Um, let's see if we can get any sense here. It's Canberra. Canberra. It's 10 past 8. Maybe I'm too late. Still ringing. Look, I think I've left this a bit late. Oh, wait a moment. You have reached the message bank of. Hello, you've reached Barry Bundell. What can I do you for? Thank you. Barry, sorry, maybe I've left this a little late, but it's um, Andrew Hodgins from Central Queensland here. Um, look, I run a small podcast with my son up here. And I'm trying to get in contact with Heather Mackay. And I see her maiden name was Blundell. She resides in Queen Beanne and was born there. And I'd like to see if I could get someone that can get me in contact with her. Because I believe Heather Mackay to be the greatest athlete of all time. The GOAT as such. And we'd just like to have a chat to her. Um, if you can give us a call back sometime, um, Barry, that'd be great. Right, eh? Thank you very much. All right, there you go. There you go, Ben. Right, I've got What's a little it? bit of critiques about that. Um, first of all, that's a very long message you've left there. Oh, Second think, of all, I'm pretty sure fun. he said his name was Perry. Barney? Barney? I no, I said B. Oh. I said B. I thought he said Perry. I honest. was thinking when I said Barry, it could have been Barney, yeah. Brett. I, I didn't think it was yeah. Barry, but uh, it could be. Anyway, look, I hopefully we're one step closer to um, Heather Mackay. Mm. All right, Ben, now you've had your defence, for well, your defence um, on the, the Melbourne... Melbourne Gate, as we call it now. Yeah. Um, what else have we got to discuss? Like you say, we've had a bit of a hiatus here. So there should be a fair bit to discuss. The footy, Australian rules, football, the AFL in Melbourne. It's You saw a couple of games down there, I'm sure. Yeah, actually. Um, I went down and went to the West Coast Collingwood game at the EG. Um, that was a great game. That's when the depleted West Coast got their first win and um, upset the Pies. Yes. So that's always good when the Pies lose. Yes, and West Coast have been crap the rest of the year. Like, yeah. I had every excuse for them when they started. They were really just a second-grade team, but they've got a few of their guys come back from media reports. Some of them aren't fully fit, it looks like. Uh, they're still missing quite a few, but, yeah, they haven't played up to that since then. And Collingwood have actually haven't gone too bad. They are, mm. I mean... They're not premiership contenders by a long shot, but wouldn't be surprised if they make it into the final eight. Um, young Josh Dacos, is it the newest one? Is he the newest one? No, Nick Dacos is the the young one, the draftee. Oh, is he? That Josh yeah. Dacos is good. Josh hey? Dacos he has improved this year too. too. Yeah. Who I do like is that... Well, I don't like him, actually. I don't like any Collingwood players, but that Brody... Oh. Grundy. No, no, not him. No, Mirchek. Like Mirchek. He's a good, honest footballer. Like... He, he generally gets two, three, maybe four goals a week. He's a reliable guy, though. Not much about him, flair-wise and that. Not like the, the blonde fella. Um, Ginovan. Ginovan, yes. He's only 19. He's making a name for himself already. Yes. He's going to the replacement for that guy they sold off. Stevenson or whatever. But oh, Jaden Stevenson, the yeah. So. Um, then, uh, yeah, that was at their G, so... Oh, no. No, that was at Marvel, sorry. Yep. Um, and then Sunday when it's all your Saints, um, belt the Hawks at the G. Yes, but um, I was a bit concerned the Saints might struggle when they come up against the better teams. Port, who really aren't one of the better teams, but um, have had a slow start, but getting better. But poor idea to play it up where they played it, I think. I mean, but, you know, the AFL's trying to spread its wings and that, but honestly, it probably cost, as I read somewhere else, St Kilda would not lose that game. If it had been played at Marvel, that was St Kilda's game. But... Playing up in those conditions and that, it straight away made it a closer game than it probably should have been. Like, I mean, I think St Kilda kicked three goals and then kicked about 13 behinds. 
And they ended up four goals, 17 yeah, or something. It was, it was something awful. And admittedly, Port missed a few too, but they would have won that if they played it somewhere else. I think Melbourne are the team to beat. There's no doubt about that. Outside of Melbourne, you'd say Brisbane's probably on the second line. And they yeah. really did need to beat Sydney, which they did, because otherwise it looks like they were just a team that beats some mediocre sides and can't compete after losing to Geelong. But the team surprising me, and probably more than just me, is your team, Free Mantle. Yeah, Without Nate Fife as well, they are excelling. I'd say the, uh, the lid is well and truly off, I think, for Fremantle now. Um, I, was, I was a bit doubtful because I did think that we hadn't beaten anyone of... Uh, Contend, really a contending team, but to beat Geelong in Geelong, like not in, uh, not in Melbourne in GM uh, GHMBA. Yep, whatever it yeah. is. and we also did like you said without Fife, but we actually also did it without Tabner, who's our key key forward, and without um, our ruckman Sean Darcy as well. Yeah, so, he's out for a bit, Darcy. But some other forward bobbed up and kicked a few. Didn't Rory Lobb. Rory Lobb. Yeah. he's a giant ex giant. Ex giant. Yeah, they want to go back, I think. Yeah, but we, yeah, we we held him. Yeah, held him and done. But yeah, no, I think they're doing quite well. Yeah. Other I, than that, everyone's like like I say. I think to me at the moment, Melbourne, Brisbane stand out. Freo probably near the top of that. But really, I think their draw has helped them a bit. Really, after after the two I named, as in Melbourne and Brisbane, is pretty open. Like, even Richmond can still mm. get up there in the finals. Collingwood, like I say, a chance. Carlton, Sydney. Gee, I'm still don't know about Carlton. It's, they win some. They should, I don't know. They. I still think they've got quite a good team there. Like, you know, mm. and they sh- probably should do better. Like, a lot of teams are killed to have Harry Mackay and that Kerno guy in your forward line. Like, you know, and then you've got Cribs running around and Walsh and that. They've got the personnel if um if Vos can keep them together get them playing for each other i think it could make yeah. a big difference which is what you see melbourne do you watch that melbourne side everyone runs once they get the ball everyone will run forward once they lose the ball everyone will run back it's a it's a real team effort max gorn's been killing it again he's good a slow he? start to the first two games but since then's really started putting that team just yeah. dominating from that midfield i think he had about 29 disposals on the weekend which for a ruckman yeah, well, getting up there. I'd say Gorn, Lockie Neal, Petrarca, and there was one other guy I was thinking of. Probably been the. I'd say uh, Cripps. Cripps is our one, yeah. yeah. And been I think the top Brayshaw player. from Frio has been killing it as yeah, well, actually. Yeah, he's been doing pretty well, but Gorn's the one that won't get many votes, I'd say. Yeah. You know, because he is a ruckman, not a midfielder. And I think, um, I mean, this is just my Frio bias, bias here, and I don't think he'll get many votes, but um, David Mundy. Is he's sensational he, for his age? Exceptional. I yeah. think he's better. And I don't mean he's sensational or a young man. He's an old yeah, man, he's, I think 30s. he's thirty-six, and I think he's averaging about twenty-five disposals a game. I think he's. I think he, David Mundy, at this age, is a better player than Gary Ablett was at thirty-six. I know they were playing different positions. Gary Ablett had moved into the forward pocket by then, but for David David Mundy to still be playing in the middle, is, mm. and effective one of the best kicks into the forward 50 like yeah. his efficiency is off the out of the roof yeah no no he's doing well he is doing very well actually dustin martin what's happening with dusty have you heard i keep hearing uh, he's going to be. sydney but i think he's meant to be back this week for yeah Richmond. i'm sure he'll see out this yeah, year apparently back was back last week with the club but didn't play obviously um but yeah apparently should be back this week that'd probably be a good question for oh, sam or dilda um answer Yes. The Richmond fans. Yep. All right, well, the NRL. I really don't think there's much to talk about in the NRL. You've got... If um, Penrith don't win it, Melbourne win it. Melbourne don't win it. I mean, that will be the grand final. There's no doubt. There's no teams near them, are they? Like, the Roosters aren't even... Well, I think the Cowboys are third. Yeah, Cowboys had a pretty easy... An easier draw, I think you'll find. I think... I'd like to think the Cowboys are that good. The Bronx are actually probably getting a bit better. Hmm. Though they have some bad weeks. I saw, I saw Melbourne's put, um, last two games, put 120 points on the board. Yeah. They put 70 points on the Warriors and then 50 on the Knights. Which Yes, a more damning thing is that um, in the last two weeks, Newcastle scored four points. That was yeah. two, two penalties. They haven't scored a try. <laughs> so, you know, but hey, but they signed on um, that guy Ponga and his dad. Apparently his dad approached him about um, 
he wanted to be um, an assistant coach or something. But um, I think that could be the problem. I think, I think they should have maybe done away with Ponga and his dad, actually. I think that's a common thing now. Um, people like clubs employing parents somewhere within the club. Yes, well, the thing is, I, I, think, I don't follow enough, but is Ponga that good? Like, I don't, yeah, I also don't follow it enough. I know I had him in my NRL super coach team and he was crap. Well, I'll tell you what, he will. Is he a Queensland? Yeah, he's he is Queenslander, a Queenslander, yeah. I don't think he'll be in the Queensland state of origin, so. I don't know if we've got too many options. Well, who's Tedesco? Oh, he's New South he's Wales. He's New South who's Wales. Who's Pappenhausen? New South Wales. Gee, they've got lots of options, haven't they? Who's that the, Tom Travojevic, yeah. New South Wales. Well, maybe they should give us one and we give him Ponga. Um, who's the other one? Clint Gutterson from Eels. He's New South Wales. Oh, so I think maybe, we got maybe Reece, Ponga will be I think we got Reese Walsh, Valentine Holmes and Caelan Ponga. Valentine Holmes, I'd put him in. But I think Ponga. he play I think we play him on the wing or in the centre. Probably because we played Ponga at full back. I don't know. He'd have to do a bit more for mine. Definitely won't be in the Australian team, alright? There's four New South Welshmen here. Yeah. Alright. What else have we got to discuss? Ben actually while we're on the sport, what's going on with Ben Simmons in the NBL? NBA. NBA, that basketball in America. Oh, like, I think he saw he, he didn't like the other guys because no. they picked on him about losing which I he did cop a lot from them actually, I must admit. You can't blame one guy for losing your whole final series. Even yeah. if he did did he probably pass out of a layout which he probably should have taken. Is that yeah, yeah. they were saying it was passing when he should have taken shots, but when he was taking shots it was missing anyway, even from the free throw line. He didn't want to play for them ever again in his life. Um, so he got traded to... Brooklyn Nets. Yes, Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but yeah. then... Um, Who made the finals? Made the finals, didn't they? Uh, made the playoffs, yeah. Playoffs? Well, the finals so, of the playoffs, yeah. Oh, well, they, the NBA should call their finals their last two oh, teams right. left when they play. And he still couldn't play. He's had a yeah, sore back. Yeah, sore back and that, but, but apparently he was, said he was going to be right for game four. Yep. which um, for those who don't know it's the first team to win four games in a yep. seven game series if it needs to go to um, they were down 3 nothing against Boston Celtics which was a bit surprising in itself yep. um, and then yeah Ben Simmons said he's going to be right for game four and then pulled out yeah because of his back yes. and apparently even even the Brooklyn Nets now aren't um, too impressed with him No, which no. I thought was fair enough because I thought the only reason he wasn't playing for Philadelphia where he was from was because he didn't want to play for the team anymore. I didn't think there was actually really too much of an injury. Oh, they knew about there was it. some kind of thing, I suppose. But but even he said he's the whole thing might be a mental thing. He thinks. But I also heard this. This is just by my sources, which I don't know what your source said. He also completed a twenty-three hour stint on Fortnite before that game. Did you hear that? Bit? Oh, I didn't hear that. Well, but well, there it you go. I wouldn't surprise me. I know that that's he's got a um, Twitch streaming channel. So Twitch is like um, where you can record yourself and whatever game you're playing and well, broadcast it and everyone watching well, that's it. What, yeah. yeah, and someone said it had 23 hours or something on it, so it doesn't look like we ever intended to play anyway. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully he... I hope he sorts himself out. I mean, yeah, but it's know, not... Like, the, he's got issues, obviously. But not the first time he's pulled out on a team too. Like, no. He's had a history of doing it apparently in college. Um, pulled out for Australia in the FIBA World Cup. Yep. When we did it. And I don't he didn't play for us in the Olympics either. And even when he was taken as number one draft pick, didn't play for that year. That's mm. why there's a bit of um an issue with him getting rookie of the year because it was actually his second year. It was just he did not play a game oh, his I think first he, year due to a footy I injury. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, no. that's what I read. I so thought he might have played a couple of... I do research. Do you do research, Ben? No, you just tell no. me what we're doing about five minutes before the podcast. Yeah. Well, that's what my research told <laughs> yeah. me anyway. And, um, yeah, so... But, like... Um, is it Shaq, the big O'Neill guy? Yeah, said, Shaquille O'Neill. Like, he's not going to get a lot of public sympathy, is he? I mean, you're getting $30 million. A lot of people go to work with a sore back. Like, yeah. You know, for a lot less than $30 million. But, look, I he's say. got some issues. I hope he gets some sword because, in the end, he is an Australian over there, and we'd love him to be flying the flag over there like the other fellow Maybe he should be our um, fella. Paddy Mills. Paddy Mills, maybe, he's doing a great job. Maybe Ben Simmons should be our guest that we invite on at the end of we, if he wants I'll to come tell you on. what. Yes, wouldn't do him any harm, I don't think. It'd be a good thing for him, probably. Who's mm. the other fellow over there? Josh Giddy. He's doing Josh well, Giddy, but then yeah. he got injured too and missed out on um, the Rookie of the Year Rookie thing. of the Year, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to win that anyway. But oh, wasn't he? No. Why? Because he's Australian? Or? Uh, no, because well, so he, he, he plays in the Western Conference. Yep. 
and a lot of thing was he's won every Western Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Yep. But all the other three top rookies played in the Eastern Conference. Sorry. So it was it was a lot easy competition for him out in the West oh. to win Rookie of the Month. But he was still scoring some. Oh, he like was still doing still doing good. Double triples. Yeah, and great like great work for a rookie. But the other rookies were probably a bit better as well, like Evan Mobley. Mm. Um, Ben, last night, last night I think it was or not before um, settled in after watching a footy, I was watching um a movie come on, and Joel picked up what it was actually, the movie was called Zodiac, and I, I didn't know what it was about. For, well, I started to work out what it was about, it was about a serial killer. And Joel said, this is about the Zodiac. The Zodiac Man, and it was, it was right, which is a... The Zodiac Man. Zodiac Man, yeah. The Zodiac Killer. Zodiac Killer, yeah. Zodiac Man. Well, Zodiac. Well, that just sounds like a guy frequency street on a Saturday night. No, isn't that Zodiac? Zodiac Nightclub. Yeah. Yeah, the Zodiac Man. All right. I don't know if we should make light of serial killers, Ben. You are. All right. But yes. So I watched a bit of that. I fell asleep anyway. And, um... He was real, of course, the Zodiac Man. And never been caught, as far as I know. Never been caught. No, no. Yeah, there's no... A, a lot of theories out there, but I don't think there's ever been an arrest or an official documentation about who it was. No, well, by the movie, and this apparently is pretty true, I think it was about the third killing, or the first one in a city, actually. first three, I think, were regional areas. And there was comments on that that you know this killers around the regional areas because he was already sending letters into publications and that. Yeah, with the I think actually one of the messages got one of his messages finally got cracked last year or something. I believe. Well, some of, some of them were up. getting deciphered straight up, but they didn't give the actual information he promised, like yeah. name and things like that. But yeah, I think it was yeah the first one in the city. Some policemen drove past him walking away, not realising it was him because. The description they got on the call was a um, wasn't a Negro American, like so they drove straight past a um, white Caucasian American, not knowing that was the man they looked. Well, that's what they believe to this day, anyway. Yeah, so that's what I remember. I think there's a, I think Buzzfeed Unsolved, I think it is, do um, invest like just highlight all. They kind of like pick top three theories and highlight them and talk through all that and yeah I remember them mentioning that as well yeah um, but there, I think there was even a theory that it was separate killings uh, separate separate people doing them as well, well that the first couple were one bloke and then I think it's that one even was done by an actual a different person because the descriptions were very different and yep. everything like that as well yeah well that's the thing I think that's always a problem when they get a serial killer is they're always fear there'll be a copycat killer anyway and it's hard to distinguish what's what that's why I think they always try to keep uh, not release too much information um, to the media etc to avoid that like when was the Zodiac killer that was I 80s 90s I would have said earlier actually sorry I could be wrong though you reckon before I thought he might have been before Son of Sam hmm only because so, I do actually remember Son of Sam. That's what yeah. we were having a look at tonight, the Son of Sam. And yeah, I think we watched the first episode of that Netflix um, series on him, the Sons of, I think it's Sons of Sam's Darkness of Anarchy or something. But Yeah, and I do, well, I do actually remember the Son of Sam killings, um, reading about it in the paper, so I think it was around about 75, 76, and I can't remember the Zodiac one. I reckon there's been another movie before... That movie I was looking at the other night because mm-hmm. that movie must have been fairly recent just by the that Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I think Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. I yeah. think that movie's from the early 2000s. Yeah, I was going to say. It looked like it might have been a bit, you know, a little while ago because it was a young Downey Jr. and that. But I think there's one been before that and I thought it might have been before Son of yeah. Sam. Yeah, well, the um, Son of Sam was 1976. It was. Was it? Yeah. Well, that's when it first began. But I think I just had a look at it after we were watching the first episode of it. Um, and I think that's after the Sons of Sam, they bring in the rule or about publicising serial killers, like the letters, because both the Zodiac Killer and the Son of Sam were sending letters to the newspaper and the newspaper were 
um, publishing them and all that as well. Yeah, well, by the thing I saw on the Zodiac one, there was a lot of debate, should we, shouldn't we, but he was threatening if they don't, I'm going to kill more yeah, people. Yeah, there we go, yeah, so you were right. Zodiac Killer was, span of crime, 68 to 69. Yeah. Five confirmed dead, two injured, possibly 20 to 28 total dead, and he claimed yeah. to have killed 37. Yeah. Well, see, that's... It's horrific, isn't it? Really, but see, the only well, obviously, Son of Sam was caught and a, a, was um, man who officially got charged with it all was David Berkowitz, which we just saw. Um, I don't realise, but that's the um, documentary we're watching has four episodes, and it actually the other three delve into that reporter, that Maury bloke, who actually believes that he wasn't acting by himself. Well, yeah wasn't acting by himself or there is another personality and that he was a copy well no so he no. he thought it was um the two neighbors oh, with really? david berkowitz as well who i think was those two neighbors i can't remember the names that they just said but their father was sam who yes. owned the dog who well his daughter was a dispatch guy yeah a girl uh, sorry that, yeah um, they spoke to that about the um summons of that night oh. yeah yeah, so yeah, he, that the rest of that documentary go, goes into his theories about that, which would apparently the, because I remember they highlighted the, the descriptions from a lot of them were very different, but the descriptions for those did not match really David Berkowitz, I didn't think. No, but I, gee, I'd be, well, yeah, I could like, not give a very good description. Yeah, I suppose. Like, yeah, as well. Like, yeah. Honestly, if someone asked me to give a description of you, I'd like it'd be hard to. I don't know. It'd be hard to actually do it. I suppose if people and I suppose keep giving you a um, option, does he look like this? Does he look like this or something? I suppose yeah. that'd be a bit easy. And that's like if somebody said, like, "Oh, how how tall was this person?" That's I, right. I wouldn't be able to, especially if unless I was standing up next to them or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. unless you got something to compare them to a known thing, like you know. I mean, if they're shorter than the roof of a car, or they're short. Yeah. And if they tower over, but I mean, yeah, like. Like average people to me are around about five ten to six two. You'd think, you know, yeah. like six two is not a tall person these days. Really, there's a lot of taller people around. Mm. But yeah, serial killers—they're a different breed, that's for sure. And I don't know no, if anyone no. will ever work out how their minds work. Or... Yeah, well, that Berkowitz—he's—he um, obviously was caught. Uh, he's still alive, actually. I searched that up. I said, saw him. He's apparently very remorseful now for all of his killings, and he's a born again Christian. Um, found himself in prison. Apparently, someone did um, early on when he was in his prison years did try to um, kill him, and he's got it left like a massive just scar across his throat. Um, but I mean, obviously, doesn't forgive him for anything that he's done. He's still in prison. Yeah, still in prison. Yeah, um, I don't think he'll ever get out. Yeah, right. but he records. Well, what was it he was saying that the dog, the yes. dog was telling him to do it. Mm. But so he's never divulge any more information obviously about a second well, person or he anything. apparently this um the guy that we watched of the documentary the maury got an interview with him yep. which i assume maybe is coming up in these other couple of episodes um where he where berkowitz kept on um saying he acted alone and everything as well um yeah. but yeah no it's 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 awful what humans will do to other humans etc and you've got to hope that he did have some um, mental issue, you'd hope, because you'd hope people of sane mind can't do things like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's like, um, I suppose the only line, silver lining for this one is that he was caught. Yes. Whereas right. you've got cases like the Zodiac Killer or um, like, oh, Jack the Ripper. That was in the 1800s, I mean. Yeah. But that, still, they believe he is dead now, though. Oh, yeah, you'd, yeah. You'd, yeah, you'd think so, yeah. yeah. No, no, so I don't think he's a danger to anyone now. But there is um, all this new technology with DNA and everything that is is opening up some of these cold cases as well. Like, um, I think a couple, it would have been a fair few years ago now, like five or so years, they got the Golden the golden Bay or the Golden State Killer or something. I do remember hearing something. Yeah, and it? it was opened up because um, his daughter did a, I think a test on like um, ancestry dot com that did a DNA test and it matched or was very similar to one of the DNA cases that they had on file for this Golden Bay killer. Yeah, it's, it's this DNA is an amazing thing. I just don't know. Is it a hundred? 
like someone said it's 99.9% accurate. I mean, what if you're in that point one that's really nothing to do with you? Yeah. Like, you know, we'll have another chat about Ancestry.com one day. I've found some skeletons in our closet in the family, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> that's probably a bit darker than we normally get on Fresh from the Esky Ben. Yeah, I feel. Well, Maybe we're just setting that tone. That well, we're not, we can take some serious conversations at times. Yes, and we can, and that's the thing. It's diversity. We're looking for diversity, and um, that's what I'm trying to impress upon the people I'm speaking to about coming on the show. It doesn't matter. No one has. You don't have to all be funny or you know, have done some great world record or anything like that. What we're looking for is ordinary people to discuss their lives. You yeah. know, you know. Every, like I, I think I said at the episode, everyone's. Everyone's failed at something. Everyone's succeeded at something. You know, so we had we had Jacob Redsell on. He's he's nothing but ordinary. Well, nothing but. I mean, yeah. really, you know, like I think I said at the time, if you think he's old man's ordinary, my God, Jacob's. Uh, you know, he's if he was paint, he'd be white brown. I think. Oh yeah, white. Yeah. But um, yeah. Look, hopefully we do get a few more people lined up. Um, merchandise, Ben. We've got something happening on the merch front. Yeah, I so I mean, obviously, uh, you might have seen the um, the new logo that will get uploaded with um, the cover photo for this when we get it on Spotify and all the other uh, markets as well. Um, so we we've put that on the shirt, um, put some text on the front as well. Uh, we've only done the two for myself and you so far, just because we want to check the um, quality, the product quality before we um, start Release. putting them, releasing them there. Um, I think at one point we will try and get um, some stubby coolers, I think, as well. Oh, I think so, yes. Yeah, and I think maybe every guest that comes on can get a stubby cooler or something. Definitely a photo, stubby cooler, something to remind of their great time on Fresh from the Esky. Uh, because, I mean, I'm sure this show will explode sooner or later. On the, Is that what things do, explode on the internet? Go yeah, viral? explode, viral, yeah. Viral, yeah. I mean, I think we maybe keep up the consistency a bit more and yeah, yeah, start, right, start right. locking in these guests. Yeah. I think we'll be... Well yes. on the way to those four billion people that we wanted. Well, I've got to do a bit more forward planning. I think I've lapsed off in a bit of forward planning. I'll um, try and do that. I think I'll yeah, I'll try and get some as well. I think. Mm-hmm. And it is. I am trying to get people outside just the football club realm. That's what I'm trying to do. Like, um, yeah, I can't say too much more, but I have got a couple of people I've been speaking to from a different different walk of life, I suppose you'd say, to um, the football side of things. Not that I've got any dramas like. Many of our footballers have totally different lives outside of their football, of course. like It's not like we play in professional football up here or anything. No. How did the footy go on the weekend, Ben? We went down again, I hear. Yeah, went down to um, Gladstone Suns, who, um, to their credit, are much a vastly improved side um, compared to last year's Suns. Um, I've heard they've picked up some handy recruits, and they yeah, definitely have. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we're... We're not at a, not at a hundred percent both with our team, but also just fitness and skills. I think at this point, I think we've got a fair bit of improvement to do. Yeah, well, and we'd want to, we haven't had a win yet. And no, the Panthers who we yeah, take on this so week. Battle of the cellar dwellers yes. uh, this weekend. So hopefully we can put a win on the board. Um, you know, the thing that'd make it sweeter is um, caving in Hayden Thomas's head out there on the field too. I don't know if you can say that on um, on our show. Maybe say something. Giving him a light tap on the head. Yes, that sounds much more appropriate. And I'm sure Hayden will be trying to do the same to you. Yeah. You know, there's a bit of um, a bit of rivalry there amongst friends there. And I suppose at the moment, the top, top would be the um, uh, country Victorian Swans. would still be on top of the ladder, would they? Yeah, definitely still on yeah, top. Um, would be. Yeah, round one, we versed them. So um, they're obviously still the still the Swans, oh, still the, the good team. So yeah, they're the yardstick. Benchmark, yeah, but... Benchmark, yardstick, whatever. We get them... Yeah, we get, there's a whole season, and all it takes is that making it to the grand final, and you got to win that one game. Yep. They can go win another 15 season games or whatever, and I'll be fine with that. But if we can get them in the grand final, that's all that's going to matter. That's right. Um, I don't know, Ben, I think it's more when you haven't been with me in that, but I've been doing a bit of a music review and that. We've done a couple of Australian artists and that. Uh, Richard Clapton was one. I forget who the other one was. Oh, Weddings, Parties, Anything, the band. One of the probably more mainstream bands, but Australian again, Cold Chisel. Um, everyone knows I'm a Cold Chisel fan. I think I've 
I think everyone, if I got any doubt about what to get me for Christmas, they get me a Jimmy Barnes or a Cold Chisel CD or record. And I think always when there's a bit of karaoke going, it's always case answer go to. Oh, it was actually the national anthem here at one stage. You got to remember, in um, like it wasn't just me. Like, there seems to be this idea it was just me, but no, it was big. It was big. And Cold Chisel, look, they're even Barnesy, and nothing against Barnesy or that, but they're not a patch on what they used to be. Like I. I listen to Barnsley now and I think, man, you're not the singer you were. People used to say he was a screamer and that, but Cold Chisel, yeah, you know, the 70s through 80s, they were huge. I don't think we've had many better bands here. Some people say they look back now and say, oh, well, this, they were that, but like I said another time, I, I can't, why do we put things like that down? You know, I think it's a bit of a tall poppy thing at times, like ACDC is still going and now, Okay, DCC probably don't change their music much from album to album or anything, but why would you? It works for them. People, yeah, no, people are loving it. People are buying their records. You know, they're on every. You see, nearly every action movie, they'll be getting royalties from. There's shoot that, to thrill, yeah. back in black seem to be on every. That's right. It's not just their record sales with them. It's all those movie um, soundtracks they get, and also not just here, but overseas at all the rodeos and that. You hear their music playing all the time. They're they are huge. But anyway, Cold Chisel, never made in America, actually. I had a go over there, but I think they um, tried to release um, the My Baby um, single over there, and someone wrapped it up the record up in a nappy or something, which really kind of didn't really suit Cold Chisel, I think. And that's when they came back angry, and that was, you've got nothing I want, and that single, etc. But one of their, I think East was the album that really broke them, over here like into the mainstream and what songs were on east is that uh k-san wasn't on it k-san was actually um their debut album and i think it might have been a remix flame on trees it. on flame trees was on it breakfast at Sw- no breakfast at sweetheart wasn't it actually choir girl might have been on it i think but it was the one that really broke them um but i suppose their music a bit rockabilly a bit ballady and that as well like um like I say, K-San, I think they could have... In live concerts, they used to do it a lot faster than the actual studio-released single. Because we yeah. used to sing it I a mean, lot faster. I mean, K-San and Flame Trees are two of their probably biggest ones and two that I probably know the best as well. But they're, they're not the same. No. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I was, you know, choir girl. I thought a lot of their music was different. Um, four Walls. Like, look, everyone everyone has an opinion on cultures, I'd say, and a lot of people love them and that. Uh, one of their big songs, which was... Some of the, I think this song is their most covered song is When the War Is Over. Now, it was covered, I know, by um, Johnny Farn and the Little River Band, but it's been covered quite extensively overseas by um, British bands and I think even a, a German band, but it is their most covered song ever. Um, great song, and that's the thing, I suppose. A lot of the songs written by Don Walker, I suppose that's why, as Australians, we loved them at the time. Because that's what they were singing about Australian things, K-San, you know, about the return and vets, you know, flame trees, about life in regional um, New South Wales. I think it was Grafton was what it was actually about, the flame trees and things like that. You know, choir girl, about, you know, youth pregnancies and that, you know, teenage girls and that. Like it, it, things in Australia, issues. Yeah, like. you know, breakfast at Sweethearts, you know, and um, there's another one about one of the pubs they shut down, the Star Hotel and things like that, you know, things that... A lot of Australians relate it to, like, you know, and, and um, more than just some of the, I don't know, light stuff you get at the time. But, yeah, but yeah, when the war is over. So, um, in respect of, a, a, I suppose, someone that you and I both knew and both knew his um, children very well, we might um, go out with that um, after his recent passing. Yeah. All right. All right, Ben, we'll get more people on. We'll get ourselves organised. We'll get some merch happening. And there might even be an episode 9, 10. We might even get to episode 20 before this all falls apart, you reckon? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Right, or before you go to England or whatever. <laughs> all, right. Oh, yeah. all right, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Back my bags to low place in no time, no day.